Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we put Dover in the rearview mirror and we are getting ready to head to Kansas this weekend for the Advent Health 400 race weekend. Now, as we crest the month of May, right, we just started the month of May. We've got a lot going on in the world of NASCAR. We obviously have throwback weekend coming up, Coca-Cola 600 coming up at the end of the month, but the month of May features the much heralded return to the North Wilkesboro Speedway and the NASCAR All-Star Race that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. And over the course of these days leading into that, we are going to get you prepared. We're going to get you ready as we prepare and ready ourselves for a return to Wilkes County, North Carolina and the North Wilkesboro Speedway. We're going to have lots to look forward to coming up over the next couple of weeks as we get ready to go from North Wilkesboro. But today, before we get into the Kansas business that will be taking place this weekend, we wanted to prime the pump, as it were, as we get ready to go back to North Wilkesboro. Haven't been there since 1996. So this Field of Dreams type event will take place as we're paying no points. We're going to do uh, a unique format, and then we'll dust it off with the All-Star Race. So we thought we would start priming the pump, as it were, by taking you back to September of 1996. This is where we bring in our good friend Kurt Becker to give us the lay of the land from the last Winston Cup Series race run at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The Tyson Holly Farms 400 NASCAR Winston Cup Series race at North Wilkesboro Speedway is set to begin shortly. The stories of the day, the tight fight for the series championship that rages on, and the fact that this is the final time the Winston Cup Series will compete at this storied speedway. Championship contender Terry Labonte, who scored his only 1996 win here in April, says both of the above factor into his desire to win today. Well, it'd be nice to win the last two races here. So, <laughs> Wilkesboro over the years has been a great racetrack for us, and uh, uh, 
I hate to see it go along with a lot of other guys. I'm sure every race that you run is very important, you know, when you're running for the championship. You know, there's still five races to go, and we'd love to come away, and, you know, with a win Sunday. It's the final short track race of the 1996 season as NASCAR's Winston Cup Series takes to North Wilkesboro Speedway for the final time. The Tyson Holly Farms 400 from North Wilkesboro. Next. September 29, 1996 was an emotional day in the NASCAR Cup Series garage. That date marked what then was the final race at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. The track in Wilkes County, North Carolina had been a staple on the NASCAR schedule from the beginning, but due to schedule changes and the evolution of the sport, there would not be a date for the Speedway the following year. In 1995, a 50% stake in the track had been sold to Speedway Motorsports and CEO Bruton Smith. As the calendar turned to 1996, the other 50% was sold to the owner of New Hampshire Motor Speedway, Bob Bear. Smith and Bear made the decision to transfer the two race dates that belonged to North Wilkesboro, with the spring date going to Smith's new palatial Texas Motor Speedway and the fall date going to New Hampshire. Attendance at North Wilkesboro had declined and the facility lacked modern amenities, but for many fans and competitors, it was still difficult to accept the change. Most notably, Wilkesboro legend Junior Johnson stayed away that final weekend, saying he could not stand to be there for the track's farewell. But others from the area took a different approach and filled the grandstands one final time. MRN's own Barney Hall, a native of the area himself, said as much during pre-race coverage, explaining that many fans who had not attended a race at the facility in a while had returned for one last memory. Everybody said to remember when we did this, all the good memories here, and I think that's what they'll focus on here today. And it's not like Winston Cup Racing is going away from this area totally. There are, what, three or four tracks within 100 miles of here that Winston Cup Racing will continue. So on that note, it's not like, as I said, it's totally going away. But there will be a lot of good memories. The memories today certainly will linger in everybody's mind of being here for this last race. A lot of my friends and neighbors down where I live, which is about 12 miles from here, that probably don't come to a lot of races up here that used to say, I'm going to be there for the last one and that's kind of the sentiment they want to see the final race here and be a part of it knowing that it has to move on the storyline heading into the weekend was not just that it would be north wilkesboro's final race the season was beginning to head into its home stretch and the battle for the championship was still very much up in the air entering the race jeff gordon was the points leader over his hendrick motorsports teammate terry labonte Gordon's 81-point advantage was vulnerable, with Labonte having won the spring race at North Wilkesboro earlier in the season. How about your chances to make it the first victory here at North Wilkesboro today? Well, you know, we just have to find out here. Uh, we got us a good starting place. If we can stay up front here, that'd be great. Uh, you know, this team's been on fire. They got a lot of momentum, and uh, we need to carry that consistency and momentum here today. And it would be great to win this race, but uh, that doesn't uh, that doesn't make anything for sure. So, you know, what we're looking for is consistency right now. This uh, more than just a race; it's uh, a points battle, also. Terry, last time you were here, you started first, you finished first. Today, it's 16th. Strategy for Terry Labonte. Well, I hope we finish better in 16th, but uh, our car was, was pretty good the last practice there, so uh, I don't know. We'll just uh, see what we can do. I think we'll hopefully we'll have a good run today. 81 points out of first place. Terry Labonte rolls off 16th this afternoon. The points battle wasn't all that was top of mind that afternoon either, as a surprising driver was able to grab the pole. That driver was Roush Racing's Ted Musgrave, who was looking to turn his final opportunity at North Wilkesboro into his first Cup Series victory. 
Tell me about the last part of this season. It's not been Ted Musgrave-like. You've, you've not finished as well as we thought you would have this part of the season. So what have you been talking about to maybe turn it around today and win this race? Well, you know, in Wilkesboro, you got to be awful smooth. you got to have a car that comes off the corner nice and straight. But yet it's got to rotate and roll through the center of the corner real well. So it's hard to get that combination. I, I think i got the car coming off the corner real straight, but I'm a little worried it might be a little tight in the center. So we got to work on air pressure and wedge maybe. With Musgrave and Gordon leading the way, the field took the green flag at North Wilkesboro for one final time. Pace car behind the pit wall. They come down the line, getting ready to go under the green for the final time here at North Wilkesboro to start the Tyson Holly Farms 400. We're underway as they race off into turn number one. Jeff Gordon on the outside, Musgrave on the inside. While Musgrave started from the pole, Gordon took the lead on the opening lap. He wasn't in front for long, though, as Bobby Hamilton in the petty blue colors that had won so many races at North Wilkesboro in the past took control of the race early. Now they're side by side up front. Bobby Hamilton made the move at the bottom of the racetrack in the middle of three and four. It gets him a lead for the moment as he goes back into turn number one. He shuts Jeff Gordon down and comes away with a lead. They're off two. Hamilton led for nearly 50 laps until he was overtaken by Ernie Irvin. Those two looked to be the class of the field until the leaders were involved in an incident on the backstretch on lap 71. Heavy lap traffic for the race leaders now. Ernie Irvin has contact in front of the leader. The leader gets collected. Kyle Petty gets turned around. Irvin bumps him. The caution now as Petty spins across the front straight away. Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton make contact with Kyle Petty after he and Hutch Strickland got together at the exit of turn number four. The caution's out. You can almost see that one coming. They're about to stack them three deep coming off the turn. And the worst of it is going to be Kyle Petty. He got a lot of caved-in sheet metal on his cars. It slammed into the outside wall, bringing out the second caution flag of the afternoon on lap number 71. Hamilton was able to continue, but that incident marked the end of the day for both Irvin and Kyle Petty. After that caution, the situation calmed and the field settled in for what would be the longest green flag run of the afternoon. That 186-lap stretch saw three of the best short track racers in the sport, Gordon, Rusty Wallace, and Dale Earnhardt, all taking turns at the point. Rusty Wallace just took the lead away at lap number 98, coming through turns three and four. He got underneath Mark Martin up in the middle of the corner, ran him down the front straightaway, and now he is in front. They go side by side down into one. We'll see who wins the race up off two. Gordon Chevy racing for the lead on the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon with the inside lane as they approach the tail end of the field. Gordon flashes by. Here comes Rick Mast. He's trying to get by for second. He and Rusty make contact. Rusty slides up the banking, and they're still going at it off four. Dale takes a look to the outside in turn number one. Pulls a fender up alongside about a foot. Might try to make the pass on the outside. Earnhardt hooks it up in the outside lane. Pulls even with Jeff Gordon. He'll flash by him in turn three. Gordon tries to battle back, but now he'll fall back in line behind a new leader, Dale Earnhardt. Debris in the form of oil on the track interrupted that stretch of green flag racing. With just over 100 laps to go, Earnhardt and Gordon had separated themselves from Wallace, setting up a two-car showdown for the win. And so the final race at North Wilkesboro would be settled between the two drivers whose rivalry helped define the 90s for NASCAR. Jeff Gordon trying to take the lead back away from Dale Earnhardt at North Wilkesboro. He's inside him off two. Got his Chevy planted down on the inside groove at the end of the back straightaway. Gordon flashes by to reassume the lead. Gordon will go back out in front at lap 309. Two laps after Jeff Gordon took the lead away from Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt took it back. He did it on the back stretch and into three. Worked his way down to the inside of Jeff Gordon waited for the opportunity. They exchanged a bit of sheet metal, but he cleared him and made the pass. Earnhardt would be in front when the final caution of the day came out after an incident involving Robert Presley in turn three. 
Earnhardt's black number three led Gordon's rainbow-colored 24 on a restart with 80 laps to go. And on that restart, the 18th and final lead change of the day would take place. Back under green, 80 laps to settle it here at North Wilkesboro and find out who will win the final Winston Cup race at this speedway. They're back in three. Earnhardt leads the pack into turn number three. Now Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett have all cleared the line of lap cars down on the inside. Bill Elliott, the lap car next in line before you get back to fourth place. Jeff Burton, fifth place Rick Mast, still with a couple of lap machines inside him. Here's Jeff Gordon now going after the lead. He's got the inside lane off turn two, tries to pull even with Earnhardt. Here they come into turn number three. Side by side, Gordon's got a nose out in front, and Dale Jarrett bearing down from third. Boy, it is a wholesale shuffle off turn number four this time. Four cars up there dicing for the lead. Jeff Gordon just took it away from Dale Earnhardt. In the final laps of the race, Jeff Burton looked to interrupt the Gordon-Earnhardt duel. He was able briefly to get between the two drivers, but by the time Earnhardt was able to dispose of Burton and regain the second spot, Gordon had set sail on the field and captured the final checkered flag at one of NASCAR's most historic tracks. White flag for Jeff Gordon as he rolls off into turn number one on his way to victory lane for win number 10 in 1996. Let's follow him around. Plenty of breathing room for Jeff Gordon here as he comes back around to chalk up his 10th win of the year. Again, he falls in behind Darrell Waltrip, looks back a second behind him, the second place car of Dale Earnhardt. For his fourth win in the last five races and for the final checkered flag at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in a NASCAR Winston Cup race, Jeff Gordon wins the Tyson Holly Farms 400, one second over Dale Earnhardt. The win was Gordon's 10th of the season, and it was clearly a memorable one for the reigning series champion, as he was able to capture a victory at North Wilkesboro in his final chance. Well, it looked to me like the same one as we had last week. Pace yourself, pace yourself, save the best for last, Jeff Gordon. Well, I certainly couldn't do it without a great team. I mean, uh, sure, sure, I drive the car, uh, but they're the ones, you know, coach me, save the tires. They're the ones that are making those great pit stops to get us out there. And uh, I tell you what, you know, they did a great job adjusting that last set of tires, and, and the car was just beautiful. I, this is a real thrill for me to win here at North Wilkesboro, not just because it's the last one, but just because I know how tough this place is. It's so slick and so hard to win, and uh, we're racing the best out there today. And uh, I tell you, I learned a lot from Dale Earnhardt today about, about that line out there. It's too bad we're not going to ever get to use it again. But I tell you what, I think uh, the fans will agree they saw one great race here today. As MRN's broadcast came to a close that day, Alan Bestwick and Barney Hall did their best to bid adieu to a track that had created many lasting memories over the course of nearly 50 years. Barney, some final thoughts. Uh, we wrap up today here at North Wilkesboro, and uh, this will be the final time, uh, as best we can tell anyway, without having a glass ball to uh, look into the future with, uh, the final time the Winston Cup cars compete at this speedway. Well, I, as we said when we first came on the air, I have a lot of good memories up here. I think most of the people do, and the, everybody we've talked to this weekend, and nobody's really sure what's going to happen at North Wilkesboro. There's speculation that they'll be running the Craftsman Truck Series up here at some time, some bush races down the road. Uh, as that old Bob Hope song, theme song went, I think if I had it right now, I'd play it. Thanks for the memories. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, remember a lot of great and exciting races here at North Wilkesboro and uh, hope that perhaps uh, somewhere down the road we get the chance to do it again with some other form of NASCAR racing. But for now, uh, we move on to other things. Uh, I know that... Um 
probably a little hard for some of the members of the audience to relate to, but I grew up as a boy around uh, the New England area, and the Boston Garden was a mecca for me. It was a sports shrine, and this past season, the Boston Garden gave way to uh, a newer, more modern facility, and no longer can you go see the Bruins or the Celtics play in the old barn, and uh, that was uh, a sentimental moment for me. Uh, unfortunately, uh, something sports fans go through from time to time. Yeah, that has happened in almost any division of sports over the years. As the sport changes, things uh, move on to different venues, as you said, and whatever, but uh, for North Wilkesboro, I think we'll see some more racing here some of some type, and as we said earlier, and when we first came on the air, it's not the end of Winston Cup racing. It's not like this bit. We know we're all going out of business. There are at least three or four tracks within 100 miles of here where Winston Cup racing will continue. As Barney Hall predicted, North Wilkesboro would eventually see racing return. Little did he know it would host the sport's all-star race nearly 27 years later. Thank you, Kurt. What a great piece about North Wilkesboro Speedway. Let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline and bring in one of the two voices that anchored MRN's last race at North Wilkesboro Speedway in 1996. We bring in Alan Bestwig. Alan, welcome back. How are we doing? Hello, Bagman. Doing terrific. And uh, I know you are. Uh, it's, um, wow, North Wilkesboro. It's so fun. So fun. For, uh, for it to be back open again, and I can't wait to see what the crowd is like for the All-Star Race. Is that a day you thought would ever see come back when they padlocked the thing back in 1996? Not for a cup race, no. Um, did I envision someone having the will to try and reopen it? Yes. Did I think you could really make it go financially without a cup race? No, not so much. Um but but the local community and some particular people in the local community, their will to see this project through is um, is understated, invaluable to the project coming through. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, Marcus Smith and Speedway Motorsports jumping in, too. But but did I think I would see the day that the Cup Series ever visited and competed at North Wilkesboro again? No. Take us back. 1996, Motor Racing Network had two broadcasts back then at North Wilkesboro. You were in the booth with Barney. We had Joe Moore in the turn. And for the, those that have never laid eyes on North Wilkesboro, maybe have lived through our descriptions of the races there. Yeah. What's it like going to Wilkes County, North Carolina? And he had a great ambassador with you in Barney Hall. That was Junior Johnson country back then. But what was it like going to North Wilkesboro back in those days? North Wilkesboro was a trip to rural America. Right. It's a community that that's based on agriculture. Its big industry was chicken farming, uh, raising chickens, uh, processing chickens, uh, so on. And it was stepping back from, you know, uh, now you go to someplace like Dallas, Fort Worth. To a smaller community whose whose roots the sport comes from, Um you know, it's it's funny because the memories that I, I come from when I think back on a lot of these things over the years, I don't remember specific races that well, but I remember things. Mm -hmm. uh, you couldn't go to Wilkesboro without going to Barney's golf course. Mm -hmm. Barney Hall and a partner had a little par three golf course, uh, not that far from the Speedway, and, and you couldn't go without going over there with Barney. I remember playing an entire nine holes on his par three golf course where he used nothing but a putter. <laughs> I, I I thought we were playing miniature golf. And then I'm looked and it's like, okay, this is like an 80 yard fairway and he's hitting a putter off the tee. But literally he played the entire nine hole course with a putter. Um, there was a breakfast place 
off Brushy Mountain Road, the Brushy Mountain Road exit off of 421. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but every Friday morning, every Saturday morning, every Sunday morning, we would stop at this place on the way to the racetrack for breakfast. And they were warm and friendly and knew who we were and, you know, just so happy to have the races in their little town. Uh, Friday night and Saturday night, the hotel we stayed at was across the street from the Walmart. So it was like the biggest parking lot in town at the time. And the parking lot would be full of kids cruising, right? Two loops of cars. It almost looked like the beltway around a major city, the inner and the outer loop going each way, just kids cruising on a Friday and Saturday night, you know, and the McDonald's would be jammed or whatever that, you know, the, the burger joint was. So those are the kind of things that I remember. You'd get to race day on Sunday. The people would come, um, you know, they, they'd have their favorites, obviously Junior Johnson's cars and people were, were high on the pedals still there being, being, being locals, but they loved their racing and their racers. And that's what I remember the most. One of the things about North Wilkesboro that always struck me, I, I always put North Wilkesboro into the category of Martinsville and Darlington. I don't go as far back as the sports beginnings, but by going to these venues, you get in touch with those times. You get in touch with the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And for a moment, you just in the in the, in in the dim recesses of your mind, be like, wow, so this is what it was like when you know, Richard lapped the field or this happened or that happened. Did you get that same sensation at tracks like North Wilkesboro that you're getting in touch with yesteryear? Yes, because you couldn't miss it. I mean, North Wilkesboro, you know, uh, hockey playoffs going on right now. Um, They talk about the original six, right? Well, North Wilkesboro was original six NASCAR, right? One of the first ever cup races, was at North Wilkesboro. It's where the sport came from. Uh, if you want to take it back further, the revenuers and the moonshiners, you know, it's where guys learned to soup up their cars and make themselves better drivers and then found a way to test themselves against each other. And eventually somebody organized this competition and 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 it, and it went from there. It's original. And you can't go wrong, in my opinion, with original. It's It's what it's all about. And in my opinion, us going back to North Wilkesboro, it's almost like the field of dreams. You know what baseball has done while we're not in the middle of a cornfield, we're close to it, but we're in a rural setting, bringing the best of what we do for one night under the lights. We're bringing everybody back. Does it have that field of dreams feel to you as well? I think so. I, I, I'm, I feel like that moment for me will actually hit like when the camera comes on, and the people are filing in and the infield has got the, you know, the, the haulers and the cars and the, all that kind of, I think, I think that's when that moment will actually hit me um, is when I see it, but I can envision in my mind right now, you know, the drone rising up off of over by highway 421 and over the tops of the trees and up beyond those grandstands outside of one and two. And here's the look inside the bowl and the people and the cars and the colors and the excitement. I can envision that opening shot right now. And, um, and it'll be phenomenal. Now I don't expect to see guys walking through the corn stalks, you know, wearing (laughs) 1950s, you know, racing, racing suits and stuff. But, but um, I think it's going to be a great moment. 
I think it is. Well, uh, we can't wait to broadcast it. Obviously, the all-star race on Motor Racing Network. And um, we'll look forward to going back to Wilkes County, North Carolina. Hey, before we let you go. So, obviously, you've been busy, been very busy. Got SRX coming up. You're with UConn Women's Basketball. What all do you have on your plate these days for those that have lost touch with Alan Bestwick's whereabouts? Yeah, I, I spend my winters uh, um, with the 11-time national champion, UConn Women's Basketball team, um, uh, doing a, a package of their games for uh, four years now, something like that. Um, I spend the entire month of May at Indianapolis for the 500 um, when ABC lost the rights to that race. Um uh, kind of coincided with Roger Penske taking over the racetrack and Mr. Penske's team uh, brought me on there as, as part of their track announce group. And I, so I spend the whole month of May in, uh, in Indy and um, summer's been busy with SRX, which is as much fun as it looks like it would be. Yes. And, uh, and then the falls, a variety of different projects. Last summer I did PBR bull riding. Uh, I, you know, who even knows what's going to come up for this fall yet, but um you know, traveling around, meeting a lot of new people, doing a lot of new things and and um, and having a lot of fun. All right. So this is more of a me question than an anyone else question. But how do you go <laughs> from announcing cars, basketball to then all of a sudden going to announcing bull riding, but making it sound like you've done it since birth? What went into all that preparation? Um, natural curiosity. OK, uh, what? What's your story? Where are you from? What in the world made you decide to climb on the back of that bull and see if you could stay on it for 10 seconds? Why? Um, you know, it, it, there's a whole world out there of people and fascinating stories. And if, if you're curious enough about their stories, somebody else will be interested enough to hear them, mm -hmm. you know? And so these guys, there, there's a lot in common between racers and cowboys. I, I can say that the way they go about, I said, I said, this guy once you'll, you'll relate to this as being like a short track racer. Okay. I said, okay, let me get this straight. You drove here 14 hours. You're going to get one shot at staying on the back of that 2000 pound bull for 10 seconds. If you do, you get a check. If you don't, you're going to get right back in your truck and drive 14 hours home. Yes, sir. Sounds like a racer, right? No doubt. I'm going to drive all the way to Daytona. I'm going to get one lap to try and make the field for the 500. And if I don't, I'm going to go home. <laughs> so there's a lot. There are, there are some real similarities. It's been a lot of fun. Now, one question that um, I will ask, I know you don't know the answer, but as we get closer and closer to 2025, NASCAR television partnerships are up for renewal. Would coming back to NASCAR ever interest you depending on how those talks work out and how they, and in what direction they go, would you be interested in, in coming back in some oh, capacity? Sure. Oh, sure. I never said never just circumstances were uh, what they were, you know, um, at the time ESPN uh, was out and NBC was coming back in um, ESPN offered me some opportunities to go do things that, that little old me from Rhode Island never would have dreamt of, of going to do, you know, I got the chance to do Wimbledon, the British Open at St. Andrews, um, you know, the the college football at LSU and Texas A&M and Wisconsin. And who knew, you know, so um, too good to pass up. And and I never planned any of this to start with right from the very beginning. Uh, never had any 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 bigger dreams than I wanted to make it to a big city in radio somehow. 
So all this is just, it's all been bonus, you know? Mm-hmm. So would I come back? Sure. I still got a lot of friends and, and um, follow the sport and, and, and love the competition. Uh, it, it wasn't like I said, okay, I'm out of here. I, I don't ever want to see another NASCAR race again. It just, that's, that's the business. That's circumstance. And uh, who knows what's going to happen next? I mean, bull riding, you know, <laughs> <laughs> who just saw it coming? No one, who, not us. <laughs> who knew? Not even me. You've been, uh, you've been a great mentor. You've been a great friend, been a great colleague. We miss you at MRN. We love having the opportunity to see you when we do on um on all the things that you're engaged in and uh who knows paths may cross in the next couple of years or so we'll keep our fingers crossed on that never can tell there's a lot to be determined about the the uh, sports broadcast future it's going to be really interesting these next 18 months or so kyle larson brings his chevy four tires to no racing fuel from fueling nascar champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane the highest octane on the market performance is what sunoco does all sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in nascar here for ryan blaney four tires with sunoco fuel from the track to your tank you can trust sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak what a great visit there with Alan Bestwick. You know, I, I talk about a mentor, colleague. I learned a lot from Alan over the years. He's a great friend and uh, would welcome him back into the world of NASCAR. Should those opportunities ever be created? AB, great broadcaster, tremendous, tremendous uh, resource as far as I've been concerned over the years. And I know I speak for a lot of us here at MRN where we miss him. And we remember those days when AB was our leader sitting up there in the booth with the legendary Barney Hall, even back when Alan was in the pits and in the turns, it's such uh, such a great time to catch up with Alan there. All right. Now, as we look forward to North Wilkesboro, that's that's about a mile out off the hood pins. Let's focus on those hood pins this weekend for the Advent Health 400. Let's bring in producer Trey. Let's get the odds breakdown for this weekend's extravaganza in Kansas. Trey. Well, Mike, I was very interested in how Vegas would handicap the race this weekend given 2311 racing success at Kansas last year. Would guys like Bubba Wallace or Tyler Reddick be the betting favorite since, you know, they aren't typically the guys Vegas puts at the top of the odds, but they probably deserve to be this weekend, right? But no, Vegas is going back to the old well. Kyle Larson, 5-1. to one. He is the favorite this weekend. Denny Hamlin, the owner of 2311 racing, is right behind him at 7-1. to one. And then behind those two, that's where you'll find the first of the two 2311 drivers. Tyler Reddick is at 8-1, to one, and so is William Byron. If you're looking for Bubba Wallace, he is down at 18-1. to one. Bubba winning the fall race at Kansas last year in the playoffs the last time we were there. And Reddick obviously driving the 45 car, which the 45N number won both of the races last year at Kansas Speedway with Kurt Busch winning in the spring. And then Bubba had the 45 on the side of his car. But yes, it was the 23 team that won at Kansas last fall. For my pick, I'm going with Redick at 8-1. to one. Um, I just don't understand how he can't be the favorite, to be completely honest with you. Uh, as I mentioned, 23-11, great success there last year. Redick already with a win this year. Redick, where are typically his best tracks? Tracks where you can run up against the fence. Tracks where the high line is preferred. Kansas is becoming very high line dominant in its uh, older age in terms of the surface. So I'm going Reddick with 8-1 to 
odds to win this weekend. Now, long shots. There are two that I like that uh, are worth a flyer on this weekend. One is Brad Keselowski. Great season in year two as a team owner uh, for RFK Racing. Was named to the NASCAR uh, Top 75 Drivers list this week. He sits at 28-1. to 1. He's currently in the playoffs via points, but I think that team is primed to get a victory. Would not be shocked if they get it done this weekend at Kansas Speedway. And, the, and then the other one that I like is Ty Gibbs. 40 to 1. That's another driver who has shown a ton of speed in recent weeks. Was running top five at Dover. Uh, ended up falling back towards the end of the race, but Ty, I think, is primed as well. Would not be shocked to see him up there competing for a win. And he was in one of those 2311 cars last time we were at Kansas as well. So it's going to be an interesting weekend to see how it all plays out. You got to keep your eye on the 2311 cars. I mentioned Bubba Wallace is at 18 to 1, but ultimately my pick is Tyler Reddick to get his second win of the season at 8 to 1 odds. All right, Trey, Tyler Reddick, maybe that pick. Toyotas have been rock solid. At Kansas, matter of fact, they were gold last year. So we'll see if they can live up to that this weekend. We've got a lot going on in Kansas. Here's the broadcast schedule. Buckle up, everybody. Our coverage will begin Saturday. Triple header coverage. We'll have the Arkham Menard Series for you at 2 p.m. Eastern, the Dawn 150. We'll come back at 5 Eastern with NASCAR Cup Series practice and qualifying, segueing us into our coverage of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Heart of America 200 Motor Racing Network airtime, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Trucks have been off for a couple of weeks. This will be their second five-race stint of 2023 and the last long stint that they'll have. Once they wrap up this spell of five races, the most back-to-back truck racing we'll have are two races. So this will be another grueling stretch for the tough trucks of NASCAR coming up on Saturday. That will begin Saturday and then obviously go for the next month and a week. We're back on Sunday. NASCAR Cup cars back on the mile and a half Kansas Speedway. The Advent Health 400 NASCAR Live Race Day on the air at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Hope to bump into you at the racetrack. If not, you can count on us to bring you coverage right here on the Motor Racing Network. We, of course, will have NASCAR Live Tuesday night at 7 Eastern next week. And we're back here for another download of NASCAR Live wide open here next Thursday. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Enjoy your Kansas racing weekend. And we hope to catch up with you soon. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com.